Welcome to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, where we feature physicians who are redefining the practice of medicine and changing the experience we have as doctors in medicine. We all know the system is broken, but we've decided not to complain about it anymore. We're out to fix it. I'm Dr. Una, your host. I'm a pediatrician and serial entrepreneur, but my passion is helping physicians create the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. This is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a movement of change, and I invite you to be a part of it. Let's jump right in. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. As always, I'm super pumped to be here, and I'm very excited about my guest today, Dr. Stephanie Friedman, and she is amazing. She is a double board-certified critical care physician. She has over 10 years of experience as a locums physician. Listen, we have opportunities here. She's a speaker. She's an author. She's a career coach. She's all the things. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Una. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I have all kinds of questions, right? Like you had to, you had to have seen this coming. I'm like, I get to talk to her today. I'm going to ask her all the things. So I think my first question would be, why locums? Yeah. Like what, what made you make that decision? You've done it for a whole decade. I've done it for over a decade because I can't keep a permanent job. I tell everybody I'm unemployable. I kept getting fired from my job because I I kept refusing to fall into the corporate bullshit, corporate tap dance. I just wasn't the one to necessarily keep my mouth shut in the face of mistreatment and maltreatment. And I just knew that I had other options. I had other things that I wanted to do. And I always, I never really actually knew that locums per se existed because in training, they don't talk to us about being a per diem or locums or moonlighter. But I always was the doctor, the resident that always was moonlighting during residency. Mm. So I always knew that you could pick up extra shifts somewhere, work per diem and moonlight and make a great living. I always knew that. So when I got fired from my first job, contract non-renewal, you know, here I was fresh out of critical care fellowship at the University of Pittsburgh. And I went to do uh, work at my first job at a community-based hospital with a private pulmonary critical care group. They weren't a good fit. And a contract got renewed, AKA I got fired. And I was devastated because we don't talk about getting fired as doctors. Nobody talks about that. That's like the big, you know, that's like a dirty little secret, but it happens all the time. And I just started back into doing some more moonlighting, whatever, fell into locums when I found out that it was an actual industry, you know, and a billion dollar industry of that. And I, I've kind of never looked back once I committed to it. Wow. Now, now somebody, and there are all kinds of people who'll be listening, right? So some people are like, oh, locums. I didn't really know that was a thing as a career. Like I could do locums right. here and there. And then some other people are like, yeah, but that's just a lot of traveling. I don't know if I want to do that. So I want you to tell me from your perspective, because you've done this for over a decade and clearly mm-hmm. you love it. I hear you talk about it. Yeah. So what to you and in your experience, what mm-hmm. is the advantage of having locums as your career option. Like that's the way I run my career. 
it was really funny because in one of the groups today, we were talking about, you know, just all the burnout and the moral injury that physicians are facing as a result of this fourth surge of this COVID pandemic, which is the pandemic that never seems to end because people won't do right. And there was a, there was actually an article that was put up that was saying that the critical care doctors are have had it, that the moral burn the inj- moral injury and the burnout with the critical care physicians we were already on the brink. We we're already there was already a sort shortage of critical care doctors, and now this article was like this pandemic has just taken critical care doctors over the air. We're facing burnout at unheralded amounts, and I commented, I'm like, not me. I said, because I realized last year that the medical community doesn't give a damn about doctors and neither does the community in general. And I realized that I had to put myself first because nobody can care for you like you care for you. So last June, I took the entire month off, Dr. Una. And you know what I did? (laughs) And you know what I did when I decided? And the thing that tipped me over the edge was I was traveling During the height of the pandemic, I never stopped traveling. I was getting on those planes. So when the government shut down domestic travel, except for essential travel, I was still on those planes. May have been only one other person on there. When hotels were empty, I was still in the hotels. When car dealer, when car rental companies consolidated, went out of business, closed after 5 p.m., the counter was closed after 5 p.m. I was still that person arriving to the airport at my destination at 7 p.m. being like, where am I going to get a car at? So I was, you know, leaving the comfort of my home, traveling during the height of the pandemic to go to a hospital, to care for a hospital that didn't have enough critical care physicians to begin with during the height of this pandemic. And they still had the gall to treat me with disrespect. And I'm looking at this and I'm looking at all of the social things that are going on that are un- that are unvaluing, devaluing black people and black lives and black women. And I said, you know what? I need a break. So guess what I did? You took a break. I took a break because you can do that as a locum doctor because all you have to do is give 30 day notice. So at this particular assignment, I had I had shift scheduled through December. So what I did come April, I looked at my calendar. I counted out my 30 days. I sent my email, I'm canceling the rest of my assignments. And I did that. And so I had one assignment left at another place that I've been going to for years. And I love that. So I took that last assignment before I took my month sabbatical in June. And my mama was like, um, where are you working after you work this weekend? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, and you don't care, do you? I said, nope, I don't. And The great thing about it is, Dr. Una, I was able to take that month off, decompress, get my life back together because I knew we were going to have another surge in the fall. So sure enough, I took June of 2020 off and I was back working July of 2020. But the great thing was I was back working in Houston doing locums. 30 minutes from my house and I didn't have to travel. And that was the great thing about it. This go round. I'm coming off a three-week break. How many of these three to four-week breaks are you taking a year, woman? (laughs) As many as I want. And And I'm not complaining. And it's glorious. (laughs) Because now we're in the midst of the fourth surge. Every physician is upset. Everybody is worried. I'm laying in my house on my patio being like, not me. And I go back to work next week. And one of the people said, it's funny in the conversation we're having, she's like, yeah, it's kind of nice when you're doing locums because you like you work there, but you don't really work there. And so that's my attitude. I'm like, I don't work, work here. 
you know, I don't work, work here. Y'all can do all of that. I'm just here to work my shifts and go home. And that is, that's what's so empowering. And even though my schedule is booked out through my schedule, I'm completely booked until January 1st, 2022. But guess what, Dr. Una? I'm really thinking about, depending on how bad things get and how I feel, I'm thinking about taking another month off in January because I can do that because that's my prerogative. And that's how I'm able to avoid all of this burnout. I'm able to not be so morally injured because I knew they didn't give a damn about us to begin with and excuse my French, but they don't. So you have control. Completely. Control. And that is beautiful. So it beautiful. It is absolutely amazing. Now, I think that there are many people who have tried to or do locums, but don't quite do it like you. Because I know you, you have this, you have this doubt, like this is a science. You this figure this, science you figure this stuff out. So yes. now, what are the commonest mistakes you say, see physicians make as locum docs? Having the wrong set of expectations. Okay, unpack that. This is what has saved my locum's career. Okay. I never will forget. I was on an assignment. She's giving us the best up, people. (laughs) I was on an assignment and I called my recruiter. I'm like, oh my God, these people are so unorganized and they don't know whether they're coming or going and blah, 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 blah. And he said, Dr. Freeman, if the client had everything together, they wouldn't need your services. Ouch. Okay. So the mere fact that you are going someplace as a locum's doctor means that that place is in some sort of a crisis. It means that they are short staffed. Somebody has quit. Somebody is sick. Somebody is on maternity leave. Somebody has died or a whole bunch of people have not been hired yet. So that means that there is a crisis in their staffing which means that's why you're there. And that means that they don't quite have everything together and trust and believe you will figure that out when you get there. So when you go into a situation knowing that, you know, they're not going to have everything together and I'm okay with that. Because as a locums doctor, you don't work, work there, okay? Your job is to do one thing. Your job is to see those patients within the allocated time and to practice standard of care within the confines of that organization in which you are in. And that is it. And once you fulfill your obligations and you see the patients when you're supposed to see them and they get the care and they get everything they need, that your job is done and you can collect your money and walk away. That is mine. Okay. So I've thought about many things. I have not thought about that in that way. Like you have to have the right expectations. (laughs) It's a mess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you go in there. So so defining a win is not like I went to this perfect place and everything was organized. I had fun on my shift. A win is they have crisis. They want me to fulfill this obligation. I go in there. I do it according to standard of care and I walk away. And that's a big win. That is so wild. Always remember this. When you do locums, locum tenants means placeholder. Oh, it oh, is Greek. Got it. It's Greek. <laughs> Locum tenants. And so the medical community is not the only community that uses the term locums. I looked it up. You know, itinerant preachers that used to preach on the circuit and go to different places, they were locums. They were there to hold the place up until the 
the the organization could pull could bring in a permanent pastor. So we are there. We are in the place of we are a placeholder. So as a placeholder, that's all we got to do is hold the place. Oh my goodness, that is so crazy. Hold the place. Okay, guys, listen, she gave you the best stuff. Like, I'm not a locum doctor. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm like, yes, that is so good. Just work the shift. Because there's so much trauma and there's Mm -hmm. so much burnout and so much mind drama and so much annoyance that will just come from not having that understanding. Yes. That's just, on, and it's unnecessary. Because we're type A people. Every person listening to this podcast. We are the best of the best ever since preschool. We were the smartest people in preschool. <laughs> you know, preschool teacher, Miss Sally, would talk to your mama and be like, that Miss Una is the smartest little girl I have ever taught in my life. And so we came up with being the smartest and the best and the brightest. And we were the top of the class and we were the hall monitors. And we were the ones that the teachers left in charge when they had to go take a break. We're the ones that put people's names on the board. We were the ones that got to pass out the papers. We were the ones that got to help the teachers grade the papers. So we were the best of the best. We are type A's and we always felt that we could fix things and make things better. We got to get out of that when you do locums. You can't have that attitude. Oh my goodness. We we almost need to charge for this episode. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never said that before. This is so good. Okay. All right. So, so that's, oh my goodness, that is so good. All right. So, so that's one. And now for a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast is sponsored by the EntreMD Business School. We didn't get any business education during our medical training, and this school fixes that. It is the only school of its kind that helps physicians become thriving entrepreneurs who make money, have impact, and have time for the things that matter. You will get the coaching, accountability, and community you need to be successful. To find out more and to save your spot, go to EntreMD Business School. And now for the rest of the episode. Now, another thing that Saul may be thinking is, and maybe I even think that a little bit like, well, but are there enough jobs for you to have work enough to make whatever your income goal is as a locum stock, right? Well, there are, but you have to be creative about it. You have to have your own strategy and you have to be real clear about what you are and you are not willing to do. I have 17 licenses. I'll get on a plane in a minute. Bingo. I, I 17 just, people. I, I spent two weeks in Alaska. I spent two weeks in Alaska. And if you think that doing something like that is outside of something that you're willing to do, guess what? There were women physicians there who were married with kids because they would hop on that plane go make a crazy amount of money in Alaska for two weeks, leave the kids home with their husbands who, guess what, can make sure your kids stay alive. Your husband can take care of the people he brought into this world, okay? Because you're off doing something that's good for the family. It doesn't have to be permanent, temporary, but if you can make an ungodly amount of money, for working a week, working two weeks until something different comes along, you know, that may be something that you can consider. But granted, I have a lot of licenses. I go a lot of places that people don't want to go. 
And I'm also willing to be creative about it. So you have to be willing to be creative. And you may say, well, you know, I'm not able to travel. I want to work locally. Define local. Because see, when you live in Atlanta, like you do, Dr. Una, and Houston, like I do, you can commute to a job, but you're technically still local. You can go someplace else and be in a smaller community and an hour and 10 minutes away and put you in another state. And technically speaking, that hour and 10 drive, you can still drive home every day. So define local for you. Define what it is you are willing to do. And once you open your mind to those possibilities, more opportunities will come. Wow. Okay. Just wow. All right. So let me tell you something, okay? Something honest. I saw that Dr. Dr. Freeman was doing a conference, okay? And it's the Locum Docs Summit, right? That's what yes. it's called. And I was mm-hmm. like, how do you have stuff to talk about for two days about locums? Like, what are they going to be talking about, right? And if you're listening to this episode, you're probably going like, yeah, we need a whole conference on this. So guess what? There is a conference. <laughs> so I want you to tell us a little bit about it and tell, tell us who should be there right? Like what doctor should be at that conference? Right. So any physician who is even considering doing locums needs to be there. And what do I mean by that? I mean that if you're a physician who is thinking that you want to make any kind of job transition, because when you're going from job A to job B, job B doesn't start right after job A stops. And sometimes you may need to have something to keep the income coming in. You need to do locums. If you are thinking about transitioning from clinical to non-clinical, you know, sometimes that's a mourning process because we've been clinical for so long and we still want to dibble and dabble in clinical, but we can't have a lifestyle of clinical. You can do locums. Go work someplace two, three days a month and be like, I'm done with this shit. Oof. Woo. I'm glad I don't have to come back. Then you start missing it again. Go back and do that. If you're thinking about that, if you are a physician who is close to retirement, I cannot tell you, Dr. Uno, how many physicians I met on the road when I was doing locums who were retired, closed their practices down and now do locums one month on, one month off, one month on, one month off amazing way to transition from full-time to pre-retirement to retirement. And if you are just somebody who's just curious about what is it, because the, the second mistake that people make outside of not having clear expectations is that they don't understand everything that is involved with being a locum doctor. So Dr. Oni, you're about doctors taking control of their finances. You're about doctors having a business mindset. When you are a locums doctor, you are a business. Yes. You are a business. (laughs) You get that 1099 money, baby. IRS and the government are looking at you in a whole different way. So you have to manage yourself as a business. And that takes a different skill set and it takes a different mindset. And we weren't taught that in medical school or postgraduate training. So Everybody who wants to be, who has any inkling that they may even consider doing locums in the near future needs to be at this conference. Oh my goodness. So good. 
So good. And that and that's a that's a huge list. And the beautiful thing about, you know, like what you do is that, you know, you figure this out for yourself. You have it down. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it's a science and you love it. Yeah. The, the beautiful thing about it is like, you know, someone just listened to this and all of a sudden they have options, right? Because uh, you know, you you see it everywhere, Facebook groups and all that, where people talk about how stuck they are. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me because I'm like, no, we're we're not. Like we're we're not the victims here. We're we're in the driver's seat. You, you know what I'm saying? And so so if you're curious, you should go check it out, right? You should go check it out. So tell us the dates. The dates are October 22nd and 23rd. This is a virtual conference. So you guys don't have to worry about travel because we all know what's about to happen in the next few months. We know we're going back on lockdown. So, you know, hey, there's going to be a virtual conference that you can learn from me from the comfort of your own home, October 22nd and 23rd with a special VIP day on October 21st. And you can learn more about the conference at www.thelocumsdocsummit.com. Com. Excellent. And Dr. Dr. Freeman was so nice. She did send me a special link where mm-hmm. you could get 20% off. So the discount code for the listeners is Dr. Una20. And that will give you 20% discount off the ticket prices. Look at that. My name goes with discounts. I'm powerful like that. Yes, okay. you're powerful. <laughs> yes, because we're all about it. I we're love empowering it. people together. <laughs> I love it. So if you're here and you're like, I feel stuck. I don't know. I'm transitioned. I don't even know if my job is going away because we've seen a lot of a lot of that going on. A lot of jobs just disappear. Just cool. disappear. If you're like, you know, I want to start a business. I don't know what it is, but I want to mm-hmm. quit my job. You know, they're just options. So check right. it out. Okay. Check it out. And, you know, don't not check it out. And, and the reason why I stopped to say that is because we have options. And the more you educate yourself, the more you your your horizon broadens. There's so many doctors who are not having the typical experience. They're having the time of their life. If you listen to Dr. Stephanie, you know she's having the time of her life. And this is not make-believe. This is her all day, every day. I follow her on social media. This is her life. And that's the reason why I said, I need you to come on the show. I need to talk about this locum thing. I don't know why you're so excited about it, but people need to know. So, So this is so good. Dr. Freeman, I usually end the podcast this way. Now, I started this because I'm like, there's a million of us. If we don't like what's going on, we can change it, mm-hmm. right? There's strength in numbers. And I also wanted people to see that our options are limitless. Like, look right. around, see what other doctors are doing. Come to this podcast. There, there's so many different versions. Find a version that works for you and roll with it, right? So I tell everybody, I'm like, you have to share the episode. There's a million of us, and we need to know how we can get back in the driver's seat and control our careers like you're doing. So what would be your reason? What is the reason you give a doctor? You're like, you for this, you absolutely have to share this episode with the doctors in your life. I had a conversation with a psychiatrist friend of mine, Dr. Centrell Crawford, who is actually going to be hosting a panel at my conference. And I asked her, I said, Dr. Crawford, why do so many physicians stay in bad jobs and bad situations? And she says, it's something to me that blew my mind. She says, because when you're afraid to walk away, you'll say yes to anything. Mm. And when you think about how many physicians have felt so unempowered, disempowered, if that's a word, it's because they agreed to do things that they didn't want to do at their job. They were afraid to say no because they were afraid to walk away. So they said yes. 
And every time you say yes to something that does not serve your spirit, it chips away at you and it causes moral injury and it causes burnout. So the reason why you need to come to this conference is because we're going to give you the tools that you need to be able to walk away from something that no longer serves you. Now, I don't advocate that people quit their jobs. I always throw that disclaimer out there. I don't know what your financial situation is, but I do know this that you're not stuck. Everything is figure outable. All you need to do is have a plan and you can utilize locums as a plan to get you from point A to point B so that you won't be afraid to walk away, but you can just walk away in a systematic, organized, structured way so that you can come out better on the other side. I love it. I love all of it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was just Thank you so much for having fun. Me. So much fun. All right, people, you heard the doc. So share the episode, share it with the doctors in your life. Let them know. You you just need to listen to this. And you know, thank you so much for listening, for sharing, for reviewing and all of that. And, you know, you can take a screenshot of this episode. You can post it on your social media. You can tag me. You can tag Dr. Freeman. Her contacts and all of that would be in the show notes. So thank you for listening. Thank you again, Dr. Freeman, for coming on. And I will see you people on the next episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is too good for you to keep to yourself. So I want you to do three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Number two, share this episode with all the doctors in your life. Number three, share it on social media. Until next time, remember, you are a huge part of a movement changing medicine one podcast episode at a time.